This aberration, whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction. that within every normal system there exists an aberration, something different. This weird aberration society. So, yeah, you know, um, all of that stuff uh, that I said um, off off recording is, um, uh, I think I signed an NDA. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, who gives a fuck? Um, but yeah, uh, I feel like um, I'm gonna be telling everybody. Who gives a fuck? I, I really don't care. You know, that's the funny thing. I really don't care about NDAs. It's so, it's so funny. It's like, um, like Hollywood is so like big on that shit, and I'm just like, nobody cares, dog. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Don't, yeah, like nobody cares. We're not. It's like not nuclear secrets. You know, um, it's really not. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's certain things like I'm not I'm not like socially uh, fucking to, to use the dreaded R word. I'm not socially retarded, <laughs> but, you know, like I know like what's in, you know, I'm not going to say no right. personal crazy shit about people that, you know, I know that, you know, I know that. Come on, man. Yeah. So it's like uh, one yeah. of those things where it's like operating with common sense. It's like, you know, the need for NDAs. But I mean, I get it. Like people are messy, you know, people are messy, especially yeah. Hollywood oh, types. Super, They're super yeah. messy. So. So I understand the need for it. I get it. You want to be able to have the safeguards in place if, so people can like sue you and shit or sue people. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? If, if they if they say or divulge shit that they're not supposed to. So I get it from a protection level. But yeah, all these people in LA and like screenwriter types people, they act like, I'm like, first of all, no one cares what you think. Like no one cares what's going on with you. Yeah. Like you're not, chances are you're not even close enough to situation or scenario where they would even care what you said, let alone, um, yeah, that's weird. Like, you know, um, on the podcasting tip, it's kind of funny that I look at like, I don't know, like I look at all these like podcasting pe people who have podcasts and like, and I look at how like they use sort of like, like celebrities and stuff for like clout, like, and they, they yeah. use, they use sort of like, like they'll have people on that are like famous, like, you know, for sort of like clout purposes to like, expand their podcasts and like and it's like and i'm like like i could do that but that's like lame to me <laughs> you know what i'm saying like, yeah. like you know what i'm saying like i feel like i could leverage i could leverage sort of like relationships or like or use that as a way to sort of like get people on the podcast that but i'm like but i don't even first of all you know i don't want to talk to like a lot of those people about yeah it's about the art. Same. You know what I'm saying? But like, and that's not even a slight at some of the people like that, like I may or may not, you know, have the ability to get on the podcast, but it's like, truthfully, like a lot of those people are like, they're big for a reason. Right. And, yeah. and, and it's like, truthfully, like they ain't really saying anything or having any fucking perspective that you haven't already heard on, yeah. on some other platform, you know what that's I'm saying? Or, or they're very guarded in terms of like for 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 like PR reasons, right? Like yeah, they're not going to be open. Or if you do a podcast with them, they'll be like, "Oh yo, hey dog, can you like take that out?" <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you yeah. know, like I I I, I, mean, I get it. Like I get it. Like we live in a sort of clout currency, 
economy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I get it, but I just kind of laugh because I look at like some of these some of these podcasts and people will be like, oh, they have on X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? But people act like it's a really a, a big deal and it's it's yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but on that note, um, welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society. <laughs> uh, I am Ryan Jackson, um, as usual. And uh, today I have on return guest, uh, three-time guest, uh, Mr. Grant uh, Womack. What's good, Grant? How you doing? Good. I'm good, you know, living life. Yes. Today, me and Grant are on to talk about a film from 2020, I believe, and it is called uh, Tin Can. Today is the first day of a brand new life. Not everyone gets to be born twice. Oh, is somebody there? What is going on? Yeah, this isn't exactly what we signed up for. Just be patient. We'll all be fine. Listen. starts to change you on the inside and the suffering becomes your core. this not that long ago and then i saw grant had watched it and i was like yo grant you want to get on the podcast and talk about this movie because i do feel like you know um it's the type of movie that is uh like all as always it's the type of film that like i feel um isn't getting i haven't seen a lot of uh sort of I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen any discussion about this movie Either. outside of like if you actually have to go search for it. But like, it, yeah. it, I think there's like three reviews on IMDb. Yeah, it's I'm not. It's not surprised by that. Yeah, it's not a really. I maybe you know, and I think this could, it could do with the fact that like it is a sort of pandemic adjacent type of movie. You know yeah. what I mean? So I feel like that could factor in to to it somewhat because I feel like these type of movies that deal with sort of like. Uh, people being uh, literally quarantined <laughs> and like uh, a, a, an outbreak of a deadly uh, virus or, uh, yeah. or this, you know, this a little bit more than that. But 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 I feel like e anything that's orbiting that kind of subject matter is probably not uh, what people want to 
people don't want to be reminded of people don't want to talk about this shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna be honest like like anything that's like pandemic centric i'm kind of like kind of like is is a red flag for me usually me too if i see face mask I'm yeah like, yeah yeah irrelevant yeah so let me go ahead and uh, share the screen here to do okay let's read this so um here is the letterboxed okay the letterbox synopsis says preservation is a fantasy i don't know what that means but okay <laughs> uh, as the world faces a deadly plague humanity's hope for a cure lies with a scientist who awakens imprisoned in a metal chamber she desperately works to escape her confined cell to save the last of humanity. Okay. Um, that's an interesting synopsis. Yeah, that's an interesting synopsis. It does, um, um, it does, you know, lay it out a little bit for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, you just recently watched this, right, Grant? So it's probably yeah, fresh. Yeah. It's probably Earth, fresher yeah. in your mind. Uh, yeah. It's definitely fresh in my head because it wasn't that long ago that I watched it, but it's also one of those movies that had and had some moments in it that really really stuck out to me um that we'll, we'll talk definitely talk about uh yeah. but it does sort of open in sort of um well first of all this is a canadian movie right and i believe uh uh the director the seth a smith guy he um i think this is his third movie i think he had two two other movies before this um i believe his first movie was low life i believe that was i think it was called low life and then he had a second one um while I'm here, let me look. Let me see if I'm right because I have a computer right in front of me. Okay, so, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is Tin Can is his third film. Yep, his first film was Low Life, and he had another movie called The Crescent, and then a bunch of shorts. Yeah, yeah. so, so The Crescent was in 2017. Um, I'm not really familiar with this guy. Obviously, um, yeah. he's from Nova Scotia, um, Halifax to be exact. Uh, which is shout out to uh friend of the show friend of the pod um my boy mark palermo who was on uh the an episode and i've been on his podcast uh he's also from halifax a uh, screenwriter of uh the great detention um so yeah yeah we got uh, some halifax connection there i should ask mark if he knows this guy um uh but yeah uh what were your first impressions upon watching this grant um what what were what were your feelings? Because this movie kind of opens, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. This movie kind of opens with the with, with the woman sort of. Uh, it's it's nonlinear. And, yeah, definitely nonlinear. Yeah. And you sort of introduced to this world uh, where like, it it opens with like you're under you. They're already setting up the fact that like, the world is, uh, having this like outbreak of of this 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 global sort of pandemic where where they're really sort of, they have these people trying to, these scientists trying to develop some sort of cure for this deadly plague that's yeah. uh, affecting the world. And then immediately, I believe, doesn't the woman is like, she gets um, pretty much like somebody like knocks her out, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I think they pretty much introduce, like they show you kind of like the kids in quarantine and yeah. they're asking if when they're gonna get out and she says tomorrow you know mm -hmm. um and you see all these sick people and she's running i was a little confused because i was like it looked like she was doing something she wasn't supposed to be doing yeah um, she puts on her suit and she runs outside and then gets hit with like a fire extinguisher or some sort of canister um 
and then she's in this damn tin can. But yeah, I saw this poster on Twitter and I thought the poster looked dope. I I judge a book by a cover yeah. all the time. Yeah. I judge a movie by a cover and that made me want to watch it. I was like, okay, this looks kind of cool. It looks weird. It looks different. You know? Yeah, that, that's kind of what attracted, that's one of the things that attracted me to it was that poster image um, in that in that title. I was like, Tin Can. Hmm. Um, I was like, I'm interested. And then I saw a little trailer and then I was like, all right, let me check this out. Um, yeah, but but she wakes up inside of this, uh, for lack of a better word, Tin Can. Um, and she's like, yeah. literally, and you don't, and, and like, then you understand, like, and it is one of those movies too, where you're like, you're wondering like, oh shit, is this going to be like, uh, buried or or like is this going to be like uh yeah insert whatever like confined space movie you know that was a trend um that people jumped on uh after buried which was like how could we make a movie in one location is this going to be a woman in a box you know what i'm saying like and it yeah. and, and obviously it doesn't opens with you know her being out in the world before she's actually put inside this like metal chamber uh but it doesn't stay there, but you do sort but it does stay there for a significant yeah, portion of the good, movie. Good enough amount of time. Yeah. But it's not one of those. So if, so if people are going into this thinking like, oh, it's, it's a person trapped in a, in a, in a box for a whole movie. It's, it's actually not that it's actually, no. uh, there's more to it than that. Um, but it is interesting because they do sort of show her hooked to these like tubes and, and she's like, has to like, uh, she has like uh, I guess like I guess, I guess I'm assuming it's some sort of like feeding tube or something. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That she has like, like pull it out, rip yeah, it rip it off, and then like you know get herself situated and take all of these tubes that are running into her various different parts of her body, and then like once she's there, then she has to like uh, she's like feeling around and like, she sees like a grating on the side of of the uh, of the the metal. Um, chamber and then she's able to sort of realize like oh shit like she hears other people right yeah. and then like then there's this whole like communication back and forth between her and the other people that we discover there's multiple people in these sort of metal chambers and then that's where the story starts to uh do the whole the whole sort of like reverse engineering of like what's going on like who these people yeah. are uses that as the way to sort of uh give people sort of the expositional uh information like we're you know and i thought that was an interesting uh i mean we've seen it done before um right right i mean did that turn you off necessarily while watching this were you like oh i want of these again <laughs> no actually i liked it i thought it was bold because i feel like a lot of people could fall on their face attempting to do that if it's not done well i thought it was done well i've read some reviews where some people thought it was kind of like sloppy and all over the place but i've it resonates with me i like you know it's kind of like layered and you don't get too comfortable you know like oh we're just gonna be stuck in this tin can or oh you know we're here out of the tin can you yeah know? yeah um, but yeah and, and then when it really gets interesting like you know the tin can shit is kind of like you know like i like how it visually how they sort of navigate that that whole thing like the way they the, not only the sort of production design of terms of like how the interior of the of the chamber looks 
but also sort of like the interesting ways that they do like uh, the, the zoom outs where they like they show the person in the inside of the chamber, but then they go way out and it's like surrounded by nothing. Like basically it looks like they're almost like yeah. buried in concrete. You know, that 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 look, you know, I liked I liked sort of like the visual ways that they handled sort of uh, shooting the insides of the chamber. Right. Yeah, um, I loved that, you know, yeah that was that was a cool way. And but 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 the flashbacks of, of like to that 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 tells sort of the other story, uh, the sort of subplot about our main character, you know, the woman scientist uh, and sort of like this relationship that she has with yeah. one of her colleagues who's, who's, who's a black guy. Um, and one of the first things you see is like, that is like, Oh shit. Is like, she's like walking, she's like getting home. And like, she like looks in the room and like, she sees like him in the bed and there's like this big breasted blonde, like, right. like, <laughs> like on top of him. And he just like, and you're like, what the fuck? And like, they make eye yeah. contact. And then he just like doesn't even doesn't even stop old girl. He's just like whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like that's pretty it, crazy. Yeah, and it's pretty the plant the plants on the window, like on the sill, that's like about to fall. And it's yeah. actually, I think that's why she's trying to kick out, mm. kick out of the tin can and having this memory at the same time. I was like, wow. And you realize that he's asshole. in one of them too. You realize that yeah. he's in one of these metal yeah. chambers too, right? And everybody that's in these chambers, the the assumption is that they've gotten this, uh, they've been infected, right? And and what's interesting too about this infection that it is like it's like a fucking parasite. It's like a fucking, uh, uh, it's almost like a fungus or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like yeah. uh, because I was trying to figure out. I'm like, they look kind of like gills mm. in a sense, but they're not. Even like a little Lovecraftian in a way. Yeah, like, definitely some squiddy kind of like yeah. you know, uh, squid shit. Yeah, yeah. Fucking shout out to uh, uh, Sabi baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some squidtastic That's shit. Good reference. Uh, yeah. yeah, some squidtastic energy going on with the 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 infected people, um, and then the people questioning whether or not they're infected. And I think that like even she, she the 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 funny thing was that like there's a point in in the story where you realize like she thinks that she's discovered a kind of potential cure um yeah. and she's excited about it and shit and um and, and then of course the whole thing about like her relationship with this other scientist um um you do also find out that the woman that he's having sex with the blonde is another colleague and that like yeah. when they, they show this sort of another flashback where you see them sort of like flirting a little bit and she notices when they're like in a lab or some shit. Um, um, so there's there's like and then, of course, some of the other guys you do sort of see, too, that are in these other yeah. metal chambers, like you see them as sort of they intercut in these sort of flashback scenes to sort of try and like uh, tell this story of, of this, not only of this plague, but this sort of interpersonal story when it comes to the character, the main character of the protagonist specifically, but also sort of like the other sort of side characters. Um, that's interesting. Like that, that dynamic in, as alone is interesting, but what's also interesting yeah. is, is what they decide to do when she manages to get the fuck out of the tin can. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, that's, that's where I'm like, by that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Cause she's able to sort of like in a very interesting way, like, uh, first of all, they start like we start to hear them take out 
certain people, like certain people we hear, like we can hear it audio, we can't see it, but like you can get, they, I think like you catch glimpses, like yeah, when they show a little glimpse of something yeah, else. When like they, they, they show like a character POV through the grate where you could see yeah. sort of like, oh shit, they're like, someone's coming in a suit. They're taking someone out and they're like, you know, but you don't really know what's happening, but you, 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 you know, some of the characters are assuming the worst, which is ironically uh, what they should assume. And then some of yeah. you like, and then the other people are like in Girl. denial. They're like, no, 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 it's going to be fine. They're, they're yeah, just going to help you next. They're yeah. Coming, yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, so these people are sort of like waiting, but the only one who's not really waiting is, is, is our protagonist. Cause she's like trying to get the fuck out of this thing. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. She right does now. manage to like get the way she, I like how they, how they had her get out too. Cause she like manages to like tip over the thing. Right. And it goes on its side. Yeah. Of course, there's just liquid at the bottom and there's like spills everywhere. But then she starts like kicking up at the fucking top. And you're like yeah, wondering, like, if the shit out of kicking it. the shit out. And you're wondering, like, is this going to work? You know what I'm saying? Is she really. Yeah. And then when the, finally the top comes off, you're like, oh shit, she gets out. And yeah. it's, at, it's at this certain point where you've already felt like super claustrophobic, like this, you know, and it's like she's free. Uh, but then when she's out, it introduces us to a whole like third world. Like I look at it, it as like there's like three worlds in this movie. There's the the sort of before world with the scientist dealing with like the plague and in, in outside and you know the the whole scientist world. And then there's uh and just in just the uh, the regular world in general, right? And then there's yeah. this second world of the tin can. Yeah. Right? And then there's this third world of outside the tin can. Like you know what I'm saying? Where where it's like almost like becomes a third movie. Like you know what I mean? Where where you're like you see these these uh who turn out to be other scientists obviously but you see these people in these gold suits um uh first of all what did you think about this the, the gold suits uh and that whole aspect of like when she's outside of uh her chamber like i thought i, I thought it was pretty cool because i i was trying to figure out the whole time i was like okay what the hell's gonna be out of here you know is she gonna be, be able to go outside or are they actually gonna help her is there some political shit going on? Um, but I wasn't able to predict what was going to happen at all. With the, I thought the gold suits were cool. You yeah. know, um, yeah. I wasn't sure if they were human. I wasn't sure if they were robots. Yeah, they kind of played that a little bit close too. Where they they yeah, they kind of made you think for a second like, is, is there people under there? And then you realize, oh yeah, there is people under there. And at a certain point, she puts one on. Um, yeah. It, which is interesting too uh and it has something to do with like she discovered and again i guess it must maybe they discovered this it's not quite certain like are made quite clear but but gold has some sort of like uh effect on the sort of like fungus thing like you know what yeah, I mean? like something like that yeah. you know um but you do see like that one of these suited people who turns out to be a colleague of hers because he literally takes his helmet off and you can see his face like under in this like weird sort of like mask thing um, beneath it. Cause I guess these suits are supposed to be like the suit that you would wear around people who were infected. That's so that you can't get infected. Um, yeah. But you see like them taking one person out of uh, a chamber and putting them in this fucking uh, like for right. I mean, it's like a cremation sort of style. Yeah, that was like an incinerator. Incinerator, thing. but it also like moved. It was like a very yeah, like move rotating yeah. like incinerator thing. Like basically, there people were like getting hexagon. Yeah, it's interesting. Like the production design in this is cool. Like I, I definitely yeah. did. I definitely dug the sort of like sci-fi uh, 
look of like uh, you know like experimental sort of aesthetic like you see in these court yeah. in these sort of like and it's like films. so so simple yeah but it works like it's believable you know yeah yeah it's like it's 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 production design just enough to where it's not like you know it's like almost like minimalist in some ways you yeah. know what i mean yeah. But like, but also like, oh, you could see like this is like some creativity. Uh, uh, there, there is some creativity behind it. It's not just like, you know, they're just fucking, you know, doing this. Like, oh, it's minimalist because we don't, we can't get anything. No, it's, it's definitely a, a choice. Yeah. It's definitely a, an aesthetic that they, uh, you know, purposely made for this movie, and it and it totally totally works. At least you know it worked for me. You know, yeah, it worked for me too. Yeah, you know, I know I've read some some reviews of this movie, but again, like I feel like most people's reviews are pretty, pretty. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're like, "Oh, this movie is dope." Like, it's like, okay, like, what do you, you know, what do you want? You know what I mean? Like, this. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah. What do you want from this kind of movie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of movie it is. It's not, you know, it's yeah. not like it's uh in a blockbuster budget. Yeah, it's not. Oh. Fuck, I don't know. It's not name a sci-fi movie it's not the matrix but i mean even though like on some levels i guess kind of uh i don't know there's i guess i mean people waking up and uh hooked to tubes i mean <laughs> i mean yeah. i guess you could there's some you know maybe there's a little not even like you have no idea how far into the future these people wake up either which yeah yeah I absolutely love because i'm kind of like is this five years is this 100 years like yeah, you don't really kind of know. It's because it's it feels like it could be to now. Obviously, you know we live in yeah the era of COVID, so so this definitely feels like it could be now. And then when even when they show them, like they show them like riding together on the bus, uh, the our protagonist and her uh her partner slash colleague, um, it's showing them. They show how they meet. They show like you know he kind of looks like uh kind of looks like fucking uh what's the dude daniel caesar <laughs> you know he does he does uh, without the gap tooth uh yeah. this is the type of this is the type of guy he this dude looks like uh uh who's who's the sort of uh i don't know the the he kind of he got a raw deal i mean okay okay i guess i guess he was cheating <laughs> on her you know what i'm saying um but damn bro she did him super dirty yeah I, mean, I was like the way she like listen i'm not defending i'm not defending his actions okay he was smashing old girl in a crib i i guess that was a crib right i it seemed like it. i mean like she they lived walked up in there like yeah i'm i don't know if they like i don't know but like so yeah okay that was definitely but she goes the extra level because there's a scene which is one of the wildest scenes i've seen it is a wild scene where, where he's asleep and she has a syringe with sort of whatever the, I don't know if you want to call it parasite, fungus, disease yeah. thing is in it. And she, his dick, she takes his dick out of his little uh, fucking, uh, what do you call it? The boxer, hole, the boxer brief yeah. hole and injects it directly into his dick. This guy doesn't asleep. wake up at all. He doesn't wake up. Doesn't out. doesn't feel a thing. By the way, which I was is like, oh my god! Like, like I would have woke up immediately if someone. I would have gone crazy. Like, but he was not, might hit a woman. Like, yeah, it know. was. It's a pretty uh, surprising moment in the movie. You're like, yeah. oh, because I was not expecting 
I was not expecting that. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, she's like. Then again, you know, a woman scorned. A woman scorned for real. She literally yeah. <laughs> put the, the damn disease in his The dick. worst like, disease right in the dick. So, so he's in one. When, when, and it's interesting because when she pulls him out the chamber, we see him. He's like completely almost. Uh, he looks like a fucking Lovecraftian monster yeah, <laughs> when they pull him out, when she pulls him yeah, out. His his, the majority of his body covered. has been. Yeah, the majority of his body is covered in this sort of like uh, squid-like fungus. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's a pretty, you know, cra- and you're like feeling bad for it. Like, you're like, yeah, just kill, dude. Like, kill, isn't it? But yeah, know, that's like, just kind of like, I was like, is she going to murder him? But then she's saving him. Right. You know? she's, she's like trying to, it's almost like, it's almost crueler that she's like trying to save him. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, was like, okay, you, you feel bad for her. Like, you fucked him up. Yeah. Right. Like you're the whole reason he's here. Like I, <laughs> like I get, like I get it. Like you know, she, she was betrayed, but she definitely got her revenge and then some. Like uh, she went OD with it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she did go OD with it. Yeah. Like it's like you know, it's like the the. I think it's like if someone like slaps you and then you're like, all right, then you like chop their arm off. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like, okay, like, I got, you know, it's like, you could have just, like, slapped the person back, you know. Um, but <laughs> she, she went, like, super, like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to, uh, like, really, uh, she, I'm going to go ahead and put this uh, deadly fungus injected into his body, but into his dick. Right, the worst part. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting moment. Um, and I also thought uh, the moment where she ends up killing uh the one guy who's trying to like basically take him to the incinerator, right? Yeah, because obviously he's got the disease. So. Yeah, and so in like put him out of his misery, and she ends up like pushing him into the damn incinerator. It's crushing yeah, she, his head, right? Shoves his head in there and forces it, and his head starts to get. He yes, gets compressed like a damn a crazy factor. And then this head, then he's like, then the rotating thing is like his yeah. body is hanging while it's rotating. It's a very like, yeah, I love that, that image. Yeah. Know. It was very like, yo, what? Like the, I didn't, the expectations that I had for this movie, like I didn't. <laughs> Nothing really prepares you. For... Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, 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 I just, I didn't, I didn't know where it was going to go. And then right. like, as it continues, like you just really, you don't know where it's going. Um, I don't know. Like, I think like this is a very specific kind of movie too, because because uh, our specific kind of story, um, these sort of like uh, I don't know these personal uh, like sci-fi like like I look at a movie like uh, the first uh, the Purge, like where where like there's this larger world that's going on like on the outside, like, you know, yeah. that they explore in the sequels for sure. But like, but the movie's basically a home invasion movie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With this bigger yeah. sort of plot. Well, I feel like movies like in stories like, like that uh, in like tin can are very similar. Like where it's like, there's this whole other world going on, like, and this whole other story going on that's bigger. Like that's about this plague. That's about this sort of, uh fungus sort of virus thing that's like killing people and are taking over people's bodies uh and 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 basically causing widespread death right uh and there's that story 
that's in the background. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, in, in, in the story in the foreground is the people are interacting. They're dealing with the realities of that thing, but it's more about the relationships of like, oh, the scientist, because all of these are these scientists are doing this to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like even the yeah. ones that are killing, even the, the, the people who put them in the tin cans are, are the, their fellow colleagues, right? Are the people at least taking them out are and, and incinerating them, but also sort of like the whole relationship, you know, dynamic between, you know, the girl and her, you know, and her ex-partner and the whole fucking, like it's, so it's really about that sort of like personal, uh, you know, uh, and if you want to call it a love triangle, I guess. Yeah. I mean, or just even, you know, it's, it's very much a sort of like office play, an office, an office place drama. Right. Uh, like, you yeah. know, it, it really is with like this sci-fi uh, sort of envelope, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Because it's not like a movie, like what, like what's the, um, what's the, uh, do, 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 the, the movie that uh, Soderbergh did about the outbreak. Uh, um. I know what you're talking about. Where were that movie specifically focused on the the whole like, yeah, they had like storylines for the you know people and but it was really about how it was affecting the world. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like this talk, this like it's not really about the world. Yes, it's happening to the world, and yes, they right, right. they show you, but it's really about these characters, and that's why I use that purge example, uh, where it's like, yeah, yes, we know that the purge is going on everywhere, but it's really about this night and like Ethan Hawke, like trying to help this one guy um and they're like no you're supposed to like let him get killed we're gonna come in the house and kill you and it becomes like you know uh a a i like that kind of story i, yeah. I do I, I do like that that kind of story that chooses to to sort of like introduce you to like a bigger world but like be like yeah that's happening but like but really we ain't even focus on that like what we're gonna talk about is like these people though um so I tend to like gravitate towards stories that take, make that choice. Uh, I don't know if you, do you, do you like those type of stories, Grant, or is that like some shit that's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I love the first purge. Um, I mean, I think it's like, I feel like you could get better uh, characterization. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like every movie, every sequel of the purge is better than the first one. Like, yeah, um, I felt like in that example, the purge is probably a bad example in that respect, because I feel like, I feel like everybody could identify that the better movie was the 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 movie that focused more on the purge, not on the home invasion movie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting to do a home invasion movie um, that had this sort of other thing going on in the background. Like right. I thought that was interesting, but I do feel like even me watching the first purge was like I really want to know about the purge though. You know? What yeah. I'm saying? And every yeah. subsequent sequel did that, and I feel like every I enjoy every subsequent. Subsequent yeah, sequel more, more than the original, so yeah, in, in that respect, that's a bad example, but it's it's still a good example in terms of like it's a story that does that kind of thing, but it's a bad example in the fact that like, but actually you wanted to do the other thing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I want in the purge example, I actually want to explore that bigger world, right. um, and I don't care about this whole yeah. invasion movie. Yeah, I think I didn't really care about the bigger world too much in this. Like, I was curious. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know what the hell, where are we going? See, but, but again, this is this is why Tin Can is actually the 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 inverse of the Purge in that respect, yeah. right? Because it's like they did the filmmaker decided, like, oh yeah, this is not really that interesting, like because we've seen these like big pandemic right, right. 
things like we've seen them these kind of things already so let's focus on like what's interesting which is this sort of storyline about these characters and what they're going through oh, no, and i feel like the with the purge it was the opposite they did they misidentified yeah. what was important you know what i'm saying in that case it's like the bigger story is what's what's more interesting because like oh this one day where everyone's allowed to kill like you know what i'm saying like yeah. let's go let's 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 go down that eye because we but we've all we've all seen the sort of like uh what do you call it the dystopian sort of uh in the middle of a plague i mean every zombie movie is yeah there's a million yeah there's a million of them like so so it's like yeah they were they were smart enough or the filmmaker was smart enough and i think this filmmaker uh he writes he writes all these movies but he writes with a uh a partner i believe uh i mean let me just double check here uh yeah there was another person i I think it's a woman I'm, i'm not if i'm not mistaken um crew Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darcy. writers Darcy Spittle. So, like, all three of his movies have been written by him and Darcy Spittle. So that's his uh, writing partner, I believe. Um, so yeah. So I mean, they sort of keyed in on um, what was interesting about uh, this specific kind of story, uh, for sure. I, I, I don't think. Yeah, I would. I, I don't think uh, it's like the purge. Uh, in that respect, I think I think it's it's actually like, yeah, the counter to the purge. But yeah, uh, but, how do you feel about the the end with the uh, the little flashback to them walking and? Yeah, I, I you know like as as in, I, I've seen that kind of ending before. And I mean, I thought I, I didn't mind it, you know, because um, it is one of those endings where you just it's like a bittersweet ending. Right. Because it's like because, you know, all the things that transpire. Yeah. And, like, and you get to see them at that happy moment or that sort of moment where before shit completely. Yeah. It's like she had no idea what she was getting into. Like, yeah. It was kind of tender, but it was kind of like, oh, you know, we have an open position at this lab. We love to have someone like you. you he know? didn't either, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if he would have if he could go back and he wouldn't. Never... Yeah, both of them would have been. Yeah. yeah much yeah, better. Yeah. I, I assume better off. I don't know. Now yeah, world, but... yeah. So it's like one of those things where. Oh, it, and again, that's the effect of it does use the nonlinear story storytelling yeah. approach effectively you know what i mean like i feel like um when it comes to like books like books typically you know um i feel like books are the sort of non-linear storytelling it lends itself strongest to to sort of like prose right yeah um yeah. and when it's done in movies um i feel like when done well it's cool right um but I feel like it is, it's, I don't know, it's very execution dependent. I mean, I guess everything is execution dependent, right? But, but you know, like there are the tried, true examples of like good nonlinear, like our, our movies that people fuck with that are nonlinear. Like obviously like Pulp Fiction. Right. Stuff like that where it's like, oh, like they did the nonlinear thing and it's like, oh, that's dope. Um, but I do feel like it doesn't, a lot of times, like, I don't know, the cinematic version of, of nonlinear storytelling sometimes it can be very hit and miss. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sometimes it's just kind of like, okay, you're trying too hard. Yeah, it's sometimes it's it feels a lot of times it feels like it's just a stylistic choice. And you know what I mean? It's like for yeah. all style purposes, it doesn't really service 
the narrative you know what i mean like um as in novels it doesn't really you know like i feel like novels sort of lend themselves to that where it's like yeah there's a reason to jump in around in time um and just the format the form itself allows for yeah. that you know what i'm saying in a way that it doesn't when it comes to cinema right but uh i do i do like nonlinear storytelling in both mediums but i just definitely feel like when it comes to movies like if you can get a movie where they're able to make it work and it's like doesn't suck that's pretty good <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. like and yeah. i feel like it didn't suck you know um yeah that's you, true that's an accomplishment <laughs> so. that's an accomplishment when it comes to tin can like it was like oh like they used the nonlinear uh storytelling uh f- approach and it didn't it didn't take me out of the movie in fact i felt like oh like this is probably a better story uh yeah. told, told this way than the straightforward way like uh yeah the straightforward way to me is less interesting um yeah i think there's a little little mystery a little intrigue yeah 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 it, it definitely kind of like okay what the hell is going on with this girl and this guy in a relationship you know yeah it's like i would have you know the story of daniel caesar and this girl meeting is like not as interesting like if it's told you know it's like it's straightforward i'd clock out of this shit quick like oh like they like imagine it begins right there at the moment i have a job for you and then it's like and there's an outbreak and it's like oh i don't think it didn't it's like man you know what i mean like yeah yeah this it would have been a pretty boring it would have been a a lot harder to get through this movie yeah yeah you would have been like okay like i don't know if i'm making i'm about to hit pause yeah you know, um, so yeah, yeah. Props to sort of uh, the filmmakers for for sort of uh, being able to execute that and make that, and just to just to to sort of make that choice and know like, okay, boom. And it'd be interesting to know if that was like, uh, I would assume so, just the way the story played out. I would assume that's the way it is, that the that's the way it was written. But yeah. you never know. You know, sometimes in movies, you know, movies get changed in the editing you know process, true, you know yeah. in editing and like they decide to tell the story a certain way um but it feels like no nah, it feels like it was this was sort yeah, of feels... designed to be told yeah. Way, you oh, know yeah. What I mean? yeah um especially given the whole like idea of like waking up inside of a fucking um box you know what i mean yeah. like it's kind of like tailor-made for uh that type of narrative well you know i always try to i always try to give give uh the filmmakers the benefit of the doubt but yeah yeah, yeah for sure is there any other uh aspects of this movie that you that you were like thought were dope or just like like interesting that you that that you picked up well, on also um, i mean cinematography i loved in general i mean in the tin can i do i like hate and love feeling claustrophobic with movies it's like one of my yeah. fears yeah. And I feel like the whole time she was in there, I was like, oh, my God, I I feel her pain. Because, you know, when she's ripping off the things, I'm like, oh, she's feeling more free, but she's still stuck. The water, the dead skin peeling off her feet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the one guy can't even feel his damn face in there. Yeah, he knew it was over for him. It was, it was over. Yeah. <laughs> Good football yeah. player. Like, yeah, I'm like, it's over for you, dog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's real cool shit when they get the, uh, when she puts Daniel Caesar on the table and puts the gold suit on him and the thing comes from above and it looks like, it looks like it's just going to smash you. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. know how it puts it on you gen- 
gentle enough you know yeah yeah yeah, i just thought it was cool it was like it feel it just feels like a different sort of sci-fi movie like a breath of fresh air it's not like that's interesting to call this movie a breath of fresh air (laughs) well yeah but i know what you mean but yeah 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 but i I definitely (laughs) on the same wavelength but but yeah it's what's funny though because it's like it's such a bleak you know yeah it is such a bleak but i love me a bleak which i think is another reason why like it's cool that they ended on that bittersweet moment because it's like it ends it ends on a happy note even though you know uh what's to come you know what i'm saying like yeah because you're like they can't kiss again yeah can't really do much of anything you know but she still loves him throughout it all you know (laughs) shit i mean i don't want that kind of love fuck that that's how it's you know but it did you know the movie in general moved me in a way i'm not sure how to explain even how but i felt things i felt emotions um so i felt like successful in that right because i definitely just want to be moved and it made me think about life a little bit and still even earlier today when i was thinking about the movie like I'm like how do i feel about this movie like i love the movie but it's like weird feelings i have about it because it makes me think about life i used to be really deep into like cryogenics and uh all that like back in anatomy in college i remember all i did was ask about cryogenics and was it possible and when i was watching this movie i was kind of like you know they make it seem so cool all these rich old people like, why don't you just live 20 years from now or a thousand years from now, you know? But this makes it seem fucking horrible because it's like, <laughs> what is the world you're waking up to? Who are these fuckers you're waking up to? What if you got the damn disease? You're going straight into the incinerator. Like, yeah, it's not going to be like, no, oh, Demolition Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Demolition Man. That's a cool, you know, uh, outcome. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I get, I mean, even though when he wakes, when they unfreeze him, like the, they're basically living in a world where it's like now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, outside, I mean, it's funny how um, that movie sort of like some of the things that in that movie that are used is like clearly like comic for comedic, like, yeah. oh, it's, it's like kind of real now. Like, yeah. It's, crazy. It, it's not a one to one, like, but it's like kind of the kind of is in yeah. some ways, like, you know, we don't have the three seashells to wipe our ass or whatever, uh, or, or, but uh, you know, or, or the, the yeah, even the sex, they get it right. But yeah. the sex, like how people have sex. I'm like, I mean, kind of, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of not complete as not completely replaced actual physical sex, but like, uh, right. but there's kind of that, like, you know, yeah, sort of, adjacent, you, yeah know. you know, it's definitely adjacent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, Demolition Man, even though I think I interact with that with the screenwriter that uh, from time to time on Facebook. He's an older dude, but um, yeah, fucking I don't know. That movie's funny. That movie's funny because it's just the way it aged. Uh, I used to watch that movie a lot, actually. Yeah, I remember when that came out, dog. I was like, yeah. uh, I thought Wesley Snipes was 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 the shit, and I still think I still think Wesley Snipes is shit. Well, I I, definitely one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, actors even now. Um, But yeah, his his role of uh, he was like the first Joker. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's That's like really really think about it. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely like 
Joker before, you know, like in terms of like the cinematic depictions of Joker, like I feel like Wesley Snipes was kind of like the first like yeah. unofficial, you know what I mean? Like unofficial. Yeah, that's a fair statement. You know what I'm saying? He just had a, he had a fucking, uh, a blonde uh, uh, box, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, 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 instead of a fucking green hair, he had the blonde fucking uh, box cut, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, he was, he was a wild boy, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I would. Uh, I don't know. Like, I would recommend this movie to people if they, uh, if they're into sort of like science fiction. But that's yeah, not. Yeah. That's not. I don't know. Like, because yeah, when you say sci-fi, I think people get different. Different, depending upon who you're talking to, you have different. Uh, different things come to people come to mind when you talk to certain people when you say sci-fi. Um, yeah, I thought it would be a little different, but. You know, I feel like if you are a sci-fi fan and you're tired of the same old shit, you know, Tin Can, you know. Yeah, Tin Can is, uh, um, I think you said this, so you you just saw this, you just, the how you came across this was you just saw it on Twitter? You yeah, know? I wish I remember I saw, it may have been a writer, it may, I followed, might have been me, dog. <laughs> it could have, someone, yeah, someone recently posted, I saw the film poster, and they said something positive about it, so I was like, it was either a writer, a screenwriter, I follow some screenwriters and some movie people. Yeah, I definitely posted my review of it on, uh, on yeah, Twitter. it could have been it probably was been. probably was me. It's such a it it's such a yeah. it's such a fucking low key, you know, like not a it's not a very Yeah, it's not yeah, when I was looking for review, I was like, why is no one talking about this? I feel like this it came out in 2020 a fan base or something. Yeah, but it came out in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. At the I'm, beginning of the pandemic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I I yeah, feel yeah. I mean, I, and I mean, I get it. I've been actively avoiding pandemic shit yeah this is this is tailor-made to sort of like be like uh, totally under the radar like um even though there was some movies like i think um was that movie host that was like the horror oh, movie, yeah the horror movie that yeah. was on zoom you know what i'm saying like i feel like there's certain movies that people did gravitate towards because they were like oh people everybody's on zoom now but it wasn't about i mean it was about the pandemic but it wasn't like yes, people were yeah. on Zoom because it was a pandemic, but then it was like, but yeah, but it's like a horror movie though, on and like you know, this ghost comes and it's like it's escapism, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, you know, it was dealing with the the pandemic, but doing it in a way that was like, yeah, but you ain't the real scary thing is this yeah. fucking, you know, this fucking demonic force, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, as opposed to it being the scary thing is is a virus or you know, um. So yeah, I feel like this movie's in the claustrophobic nature of this movie too. I feel like there's certain elements that this just destined to make this movie sort of like be uh completely uh ignored or just uh it just have the the reception that it ultimately had. You know what I'm saying? Which is like I guess it got some festival coverage and then it sort of just went away, you know. Start disappearing, but disappear. yeah, I want to see more Seth A. Smith. I hope he gets, you know. I'm definitely gonna check out his first two movies at some point. Um, just because I'm interested, they do seem interesting. They seem more grounded than this one. Yeah, bit, but um, definitely gonna check them out. Um, but yeah, I mean, fuck, bro, like. <laughs>
I mean, ha- happy Thanksgiving to everybody for if you want to feel really good, um, watch Tin Can. <laughs> watch Tin Can after you have your turkey. Uh, no. <laughs> well, if, you, if you have a horrible time, you know. Yeah, you maybe just feel, watch this. It makes you feel thankful. No, by the end, you feel yeah. thankful. Yeah, you'll feel thankful for your life. Feel thankful. It makes you feel thankful. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is appropriate for the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as outside of a uh, tin can, uh, is there any movies or books or stuff that you've been, you know, check? Because I know you you definitely post about some of this in your uh, newsletter, Literary Loud, which is dope. But uh, is there anything you've been uh, watching or seeing that you uh, been that's been sort of your 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 shit lately or or no i mean i was gonna say not really i mean the last season of atlanta you know mm-hmm. i fought with that pretty yeah. heavy I'm, um, i've been saving that for for like i'm, I'm losing one i'm gonna sit i'm like i'm gonna watch every i'm gonna watch the whole joint you're gonna binge watch the entire thing yeah i, I i've I made sure i waited till it was I, I literally i purposely season. waited till it was over i was like i'm gonna watch this whole yeah thing. it's yeah. like yeah it even exceeds my expectation. I don't want to mm-hmm. hype it up too much, but yeah, yeah that shit really like inspired me and made me feel good. Like, okay, you know, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much the last thing. Um. I do want to check out Guillermo yeah. del Toro's uh, Cabinet oh, of cab- Curiosities. Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's on um, Netflix. I'm curious about the curiosities, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I've, I've, I, I, I was, there was a point where I definitely would have been curious about the the the, the Guillermo del Toro, but also like I think isn't it much like a bunch of like shorts or or like episodes yeah, or yeah, they're episodic. all off, like short stories and have a different. Director. different directors and shit i'm already sort of kind of like yeah you know it's gonna you know what i yeah. mean like, yeah i know it's gonna be hit and miss but you know yeah i mean you know the one the series ironically that i like uh that it's like like that is the uh was it love death and robots or whatever yeah i fuck with love death and robots yeah i like i, I like i watch like. the latest uh mm-hmm. it's a good reminder because i actually do want to finish that uh, out the new yeah. one yeah yeah i like i like i like that um yeah that's a very bold like creative yeah they have a pretty good i feel like they have a good uh hit ratio you know yeah and i like you said the bold part like i feel like they're like literally taking like creative risk or not even risk is in the right word but they're definitely doing things that are that are uh yeah, they're not picking the same outside of like the norm and, and just very, yeah. you know, they're taking like left field approaches to sort of like telling these like interesting little shorts, different styles of animation and yeah. interesting, like just, you know, approaches to stories like, you know, like, so it's like, that's what I dig about that. Um, because, you know, a lot of this, like I look at some of the sort of like anthologies or series that get put out that are like live action movie stuff. And like, I like the VHS series for example like like this last one it was so it was so bad i had to just turn it off like i was just yeah, I like didn't watch the last one yet so i heard they've gotten i've like, heard mixed things i heard some people love it some people hate it nah they love it they're 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 capping like i mean like you know <laughs> I, it's like it's not to say that like you know i mean they got like flying lotus making a movie and i, I mean i liked cusco a little bit like you know i haven't seen 
I've liked I it. Flying Lotus. I thought about watching that, and mm-hmm. then I did hear about the VHS, so I was kind of like, okay, Flying Lotus. Flying Lotus is weird and dark. Yeah, but Flying Lotus is the one interesting choice. Like uh, he, he's the one interesting choice in terms of like who they brought on, and I would say everyone else that they brought on is just kind of like, um, they're not surprising choices. Um, yeah, they're just sort of people who are in the industry. Um, who have been granted certain opportunities, who have made some stuff, but like all of the original filmmakers, they're not even doing it anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're moved on. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? All the guys who 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 initially, like whether That's it was true, yeah. whether it's like, you know, obviously Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard and and fucking uh the radio silence dudes and um what's the dude da, 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 da. I think Jason Eisner did the second one. Um or the guy who did uh the, the cult one what's the 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 team like the the dudes who do the movies in indonesia but like yeah but like like all of the interesting sort of filmmakers that you saw um i don't blame them i wouldn't want to work on the same thing over and over and over. i don't blame them either but like you know i get it like i get it that these movies they're, they're they can be done fairly cheaply they have a following um bloody disgusting is like yo we can do this with you know shutter and they're going to make a certain amount of money with these movies. So fuck it, let's do it. But I'm like, but it's like, again, like I really wish that they were making bold choices, like in terms of like, like VHS, right. First of all, like the format is VHS. Right. And it's like, okay, like what's next? Like, is it going to be VHS nineties? Like, or whatever, like, or, or, you know, like, yeah, is it going to go to the seventies? But then it's no longer VHS at that point. You know what I'm saying? And it's got to be digital. You know, so it's like they're they're kind of boxed in with this idea, of like it's got to be like VHS, and it's even reflective in the movies because it's like some of the quality of the image. You're like, that's not VHS, dog. That's like fucking four four K with a fucking VHS filter. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like you know that that's this the the, the the suspension of disbelief is getting really hard to you know what I'm saying? Like to one, so they've they've got themselves trapped in that 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 sort of concept, but also. Like, I don't really want to see, like, I'm not really interested in sort of, like, if you're going to make this a series about, like, filmmakers doing wild and crazy shit, just, like, why don't you, like, give people shots? You know what I'm saying? Why don't you give, like, filmmakers who, you know, who are outside the margins, you know what I'm saying, uh, doing stuff, as opposed to, like, some of these people who are, like, basically, like, industry, the, the, the equivalent of, like, the film industry, industry plant. Like, you know, they say like an industry plan, the music industry. Well, like a lot of these people are just industry plants or like, you know, like, okay, like you're connected because you're married to this person or you're connected because you, you have relationships with, you know, and you have this, like, these are people who are like, who are sort of like, yeah, they're not, they're not genre filmmakers. Like they're not like James Wan or somebody who's doing like big, you know, big movies now who've had like big hits. They're like, but they're people who, yeah, you could say, oh, well, they're not huge but it's like yeah so but they're still sort of like industry kind of people you know what i'm saying they're not like you're not really so it's like you're only gonna get so much like cool shit from like those type of people you know what i mean like you're not gonna get some wild crazy shit that's why i say fly low is probably the one interesting choice because you like he's coming from the outside so it even though he's very much someone who's of, of the industry in a certain way uh, but he's still coming from the outside in terms of like Hollywood. So it's like, yeah. well, maybe he'd do something interesting, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I say that to say, yeah, the new VHS, 
fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, the new Guillermo del Toro thing is probably not. Ryan's probably not gonna like it. Um, but I, I might, I might, I might give it a shot. Um, I might give it a shot. Um, we'll see. But I've been working my way up to it. I, after you reminded me of Love, Death, and Robots, that might actually be moved up, moved up the uh, pile. So, yeah. Um, is there any music you've been vibing with? Because you do that too. You definitely, uh, you definitely um, are, are are somebody who's looking at you know because i've noticed that you know one of the things about your newsletter again is you do have uh music recommendations and stuff that you're listening to is there any any music because uh, you know um there's a lot of shit out there there is a lot of good shit i'm thinking of uh i mean like today i post i don't know if you saw nacho picasso i don't know if you've heard of him uh he's a rapper out of seattle when I was first rolling around Seattle, all I knew was Macklemore and this girl. She was like, listen to Nach- Nacho Picasso. And he's sort of like a tatted up, muscular, nerdy guy who used to beat up people in Seattle. Um, but great music. He came back and dropped a new single. Uh, I think it was called The Forgotten or something, but a dope ass single. Quadeca. Um, I don't know if you've heard Quadeca. Um, he's sort of like he's like a YouTube. He started out like as a YouTube rapper, um, and he's been putting out more like singy, kind of like Joji in a way. Yeah, um, yeah. And he put out a new album called like uh, I can't remember if it's like I I came to haunt you or something something haunted. But he produced it, wrote it, recorded it, engineered it himself. And it's got a Danny Brown feature, which yeah. I know you talk with that. Yeah, yeah, got yeah. The fucking Sunday choir, which you know, Kanye yeah. on his album. So I'm kind of like impressed. But pretty good album, real moody. Um just started checking out uh Meek Mill's Flamers Five. Yeah, yeah. He's went back to do his mixtape. Series, yeah, so I thought it was dope. I had to download Dat Piff to listen to it. Yeah, I have to get back on Dat Piff just to hear that. <laughs> yeah, so there's uh, some cool, there's some cool tracks on there. Um, yeah, Bob been yeah. listening, be doing research for Project Bullet Baby, the book I'm working on. Uh, been listening to a lot of Chicago rap and like obviously Lucky, but also um, yeah, Lucky deeper into like. The new the Lucky's dope. It's like FGB Duck and uh R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. You know, um yeah. diving deeper into that discography. But yeah, all over you, the place. You familiar with uh Chris Crack? Yeah, yeah. Chris he's, Crack. I mean, he's, he's from good. Chicago, even though he doesn't Yeah, sing. Chris Crack is yeah, he's from Chicago. Some like, of the best, some of the best song titles ever. Like his song titles are hilarious. <laughs> got great song titles. Like, like his song titles. Hate, like there's this guy named MC Tree who's really fucking good, real soulful. They were doing some projects together. But yeah, Chris Crack, he's really fucking it's really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think what he's got so many good, good uh Chris Crack is one of those artists where I'm like, okay, let me just he'll release something and I'll just go like hit the album and just start reading the the, the, the song titles. Is there anything <laughs> I need to be listening to? I like, like I- this his new album is <laughs> 
why y'all mad? What what y'all mad about today? The second song is called Doja Cat is my least favorite cokehead. Oh yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I heard that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, it's fucking like uh, <laughs> art, orgasms, money, peace, emotional support, human, <laughs> Tinder dates ain't relationship material. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he just has like these fucking funny ass great fucking yeah. You'd want to listen to every single one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hype beast ruin bape. <laughs> <laughs> Chip my tooth eating pussy. This is from White People Love Algorithms. The title that's like you know what I'm saying. Like his fucking song titles are hilarious, dog. Like, like you just be like, wait, what? Yeah. And then you listen to the song, you're like, okay, I kind of see you saying. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Chris Craig is definitely a Chicago artist that I, I fuck with. Um. The cool kids are doing an album. Speaking of, even oh, though I'm, yeah, 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 they're doing an album with Manny Fresh. Yeah, Manny Fresh is gonna be producing. Um, yeah, yeah, I fuck with the cool kids heavy. Uh, even though, like one, obviously, there's they're not technically Chicago. I guess once, I guess Mikey Rocks is Chicago. I guess, but uh, yeah, Chuck, Chuck English is like Detroit, basically, but. Yeah. yeah, but then like lived they, in they Chicago. Lived Chicago. Yeah, they're yeah. they identified as like a Chicago sort of. Yeah, thing. and Chicago like embraces them mm. to mm. Chicago, so um, so that's pretty dope. But yeah, they were doing some cool shit. Like some of their tour, I really wanted to go. They were doing like you know uh, Chuck English is into like food and cooking, yeah. so they were having like they'd perform, but you'd also get like a six course meal curated by him yeah yeah see that's why i always like that's always always appreciated about the cool kids is they're always sort of like doing the thing that's like no one else is doing yeah uh, you know what i'm saying like they were the first motherfuckers with the skinny jeans and like uh yeah. like they were literally they, like, they fathered a lot of sound they did and they don't like get they no don't. credit for none of that shit like because every uh, yeah, they, they start a wave the and then yeah yeah they start the wave and then uh like and that's usually how it works too like unfortunately like is like there's usually like the person that kind of like starts the thing right yeah then it's not this is usually like the second or third motherfucker that yeah that kind of does it that gets you know what i'm saying that sort of yeah they get the the thing and they get all of the sort of like yeah they they get all of the residual sort of uh like uh i don't know like they just they're able to like extend the reach of the thing that someone else created, like in a way that the person who originated doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah, the cool kids are a, sort of a perfect example of that shit. Like how many times, like certain sounds and styles and shit that like they were on that tip before the majority of people. And then like, yeah, never sort of, yeah. Like that little, I feel like they got a cult following, but they definitely do. They definitely do. Yeah. I think uh, Mikey rocks has like a, He's on like Twitch. He has like a Twitch show. Yeah, he's got another dude. That's that's sort of kind of like got a little uh, following. You know what I'm saying? Um, So yeah, you know they definitely have that cult, cult thing going for him. Um, Shit. I mean, yeah. I feel like real heads know. You know, (laughs) I feel like that. You know, like I've been trying to figure something out. Uh, Chris Crack going back to him. They used to have this crew called uh, Treated Crew in chicago they didn't put out many i think they may have put out one album but it was a bunch of like chicago dudes and like a lot of gangster chicago dudes rapping but i don't know what the fuck happened to all of them but 
It's well, someone might not even be alive no more. Dog. A fun Chicago side note, you know. Yeah, like I mean, I remember like Chicago specifically. I remember so many artists like Bump J. Like, yeah, you know Jay, like, yeah, he went to jail. His flowers, yeah, he came yeah, out. He came out, but like, yeah, he he did a long bid right when he was about to blow up. You know, he got yeah, he got like a shitload of respect and yeah, yeah, yeah. So so there's a lot of artists that like uh, come through Chicago that like uh, seem to sort of bubble and then like yeah, they don't necessarily go to the full distance. Yeah. I mean like look look at Chief Keith, for example. Like Chief Keith is a legend, right? Like he is a fucking a living legend. Like Like, it's but again, again, he did get his he did get his flowers initially, like and and I feel like to a certain degree, I think he does get his flowers, but but again, that he kind of falls in that same category of being like drill. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Look sure. at how He's big one of those few artists that he could drop a video tomorrow and get a million views. Like, yeah, yeah, but you got to remember though, yeah. like, he's relatively under the radar himself. But, but you're right, like, he does have a massive fucking cult following, and sort of people recognize that. But, like, there's big drill artists right now that, yeah. like, have well, a lot. Of, yeah, yeah, I mean, well, Dirk came from that, you know, like, yeah, Dirk's grind is an interesting one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's got a interesting ground because you know it took him a minute to get to where he's he, he was yeah he's been putting in a lot of fucking work like yeah so so it's not like overnight. times yeah yeah so yeah it's just interesting to sort of look at sort of the landscape and see you know across music across all forms of art where where you see sort of like people sort of like uh the trajectories are like where you where you measure you know i think that's a yeah. a uh I think that's a, a a topic that I like to talk about that I feel like a lot of people uh like to talk about is like where where people's careers are 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 ter- in terms of like in comparison to where they think people think they should be you know what I'm saying Yeah that's a good point yeah you know, Some people are like bigger or slower Yeah I think that's a another uh reoccurring um conversation about or probably like one of the main conversations of this podcast <laughs> If you really think about it like uh uh, even the talk about even the movies like the movies that we that I tend to like have people come on and talk about are movies that I feel like the conversation is always like why isn't why isn't more people like watching this type yeah. of movie? why is more yeah, people seeing this type of movie? The, you know uh, what I'm saying like or or, or yeah. even like and even some of these conversations that we've had are about like both on a podcast and off about like certain people you know what I'm saying like certain writers certain certain artist or whatever you're like yo why is this person not the hugest artist you know what i mean or like but this guy yeah. is like you know what i'm saying like because that's an yeah. interesting thing that i always see uh that i always uh talk about too in terms of people uh not only in hollywood but you know specifically in, in the literary world where you like you look at some of these people who are legitimately like big and making money and then you're like they're not good like you know what i'm saying or like or then you're like and then you're like do you see this other person who's like yo this everybody's like yo this person's amazing yeah but it's like it doesn't scale to like their popularity and or or even their even financially like they're nowhere near this other person you know what i'm saying who's doing like objectively lesser work you know what i'm saying like uh uh and that's just another interesting aspect of 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 uh, our society, 
It really is, yeah. Yeah. Side yeah. note, how's the uh how is Danny Brown on Joe Rogan? Um He's pretty good on it. Like I'm, I didn't. I'm like I listened to the majority of it. I think I still have like, I tend to listen to Joe Rogan. Um, whenever I do listen, it's always depends upon the guest. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah, like I usually I mean, go. Yes, I'll, I'll perk up and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I listen to like the majority of it, and it's pretty. It's pretty good. You know, Danny Brown's like never gives a bad interview. Yeah, I feel like he's always. Yeah, he's incapable of you know. Good. He's incapable yeah. of giving a like a bad, boring interview. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, I think he he said some interesting things like about like him signing a deal, his record deal for five thousand dollars, and then like um, spending that like in like two nights, and then <laughs> like you know I what I'm saying, and, 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 like making triple X, and then like you know um, uh, that was interesting. Like and in how his he was basically his girl. He was his he was living with his girl, and basically more or less like she was betting on him to make it you know what i'm saying like as a rapper at 30 you know what i'm saying like yeah and that that like that was the that was the thing it was like he was living off his girl he you know like it wasn't really and then to sort of see where he's at you know he talked about stuff like you know the 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 how he he, he feels kind of guilty that he's not like bigger than he could or he feels like he could potentially have been bigger if he was a different kind of artist uh, yeah, and that he could help his family, you know, because everybody in, that he knows in his family, they think he's like the richest person ever. Yeah, <laughs> that he should be able to do things, and he's like, "I, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not able to do what you think I can do." Um, yeah, because I'm not as successful as you think I am. You know what I'm saying? In terms yeah, of yeah. From the outside looking in. Yeah, like, yeah. So it was. It, it's. It was. Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely. Definitely, you should definitely check it out. It's definitely you know an interesting interview. Yeah, uh, for I'm sure. Awesome. Um, yeah, and it's Danny Brown, you know, he's, he's, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I watch the podcast every week, so, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> I do too. I definitely listen to his podcast. His podcast is pretty, pretty entertaining. Uh, the only my, podcast. Oh, listen every Tuesday, my day feels off. Yeah. And it's like, it's the only podcast that does that wheel spin thing. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like any other person, any other podcast doing a spinning wheel is yeah, I think it's lame and cringe. It's stupid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do you have a spinning wheel on your podcast? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's fucking dumb. Yeah. Like, but when Danny does it, it's, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, because you like, know you will get a crazy story out of it. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's the only podcast with the spinning wheel that's good. Period. <laughs> so so if you have a spinning wheel on your podcast, uh, stop. <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying unless you're Danny Brown then you, you could get away with doing a spinning wheel on your podcast um but yeah um I think that's a good that's a good uh a good point to to put a button on this episode um uh thanks again Grant as always uh to come on and chop it up um this is this is your point um as always to plug because I know like you said you got you obviously got your two books, you know, um, which God's leftovers and, uh, of course your, uh, Chirac novel. And I call I'm calling it the Chirac novel because I feel like it's the first, in my opinion, it's the first like crime movie, crime novel that really is some Chirac shit, you know, what I'm huh? 
No, I agree. That's that's why I wrote it. I was like, you know, I was saying I agree. That's why I wrote it. I was like, why am I not read? I don't see any books covering Chirac or like. Yeah, Black Gypsies yeah. is like the first. I mean, I, that I'm aware of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that like I'm really. Aware of. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, feel free to like, obviously, you know, get Black Gypsies, get get God's leftovers. But uh, is there any other thing that you got coming? I know you've got some other things in the works because you're always. You're yeah, always a lot writing of things in the works, but nothing I could really like. Like right. outside of you know newsletter, literateloud.substack.com. Oh, wait, don't you have a collection on the way though? Or am I tripping? I mean, I do. I do. It's called the Hum of the World and other okay, yeah, short stories coming out next year sometime. You know, no official date. So right, tight, tight. Yeah, that should be uh, interesting. You know definitely check those out and yeah i mean i have uh i have a uh gestating novel that that i'm going to force myself to put out um <laughs> so yeah yeah so um december i haven't it's probably going to be the 16th but don't hold me to that uh but uh yeah um scissor kill is definitely coming in december um i'm at, like i said i'm i'm forcing myself to do december because i've because i don't want to wait you know what i'm saying like i feel yeah, like i, I need that. to get something out you know what i'm saying like i feel like this year i've done a lot i mean a lot i don't know if you call them a lot but i've done several things for money um that may never see the light of day you know i was i, I wrote a tv yeah. pilot for somebody you know um i've got these other th things i just did in atlanta um and 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 even if they come out like who knows what they'll be like you know what i'm saying who knows what the credit will be like so so it's one of those things where it's just like i really just need something out there and like uh i don't want to wait like you know like there's there was a there was a point there was a point where i was like should i should i go with the indie press or should and i was like no i don't want to wait like you know what i'm saying like like yeah, i don't want to sometimes yeah i don't want to like, query this or like fucking hit up a lit, yeah, there's a couple publishers my old lit manager and be like hey, hey 2024 your book will come out i'm like god damn like right that's what i said this is what i'm saying because i know if i turn this manuscript over to this, the lit manager i have my um who i haven't talked to in forever shout out to shout out to italia uh, <laughs> uh if i hit her up like yo i got this manuscript i know the whole process will be like all right well let's Let's see what we can do with this. And it's like, no, I just want to put this out. So uh Scissor Kill will be out um very uh very soon. Um and uh yeah, as always, uh pick up Grant's stuff. Uh, because you know, he's a great writer. Um, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Um uh listen to the back episodes and um yeah, um I don't know how to end the podcast, so yeah, it's it's over. <laughs> Thanks again, bro. Yeah, I'm pissing I lean, uh, yeah, 
Hey, what's the lean? Yeah, my rock pocket's not here. I'm just a hand nigga tryna copy, they know they can't copy. I'm just a I walk down that boy, and I hit him in the night. Seven cent two leg give. I switch up my car, and I hop in the dip. Seven cent two leg give. Yeah, I switch up my car, and I hop in the dip. Yeah, we got pissed and stick shoot missiles. I pop me up, S, I got mess in my system. Shot rank on Mitch, the bitch so lit. My brothers like spinning, you know they know they like shit, catch a stick. Snatch my cross on it. Big boy go wipe that shit. However, we walk out with rats. We be on opioids, bitch. Slide they come find me no trash. All the bros got them a cup. We in there sippin' on red. J5 he popped the G6. He roll up a spark on the hitch. The us on the cuss we get. Vids went down, shit hit. Yeah, it's not snuck in. Yeah, it's not snuck in. Yeah, smash out for Ryan. Yeah, oh I scratch the parade. Yeah, I'm pissing I lean. Yeah, I cannot stop it. Yeah, my bitch was a lean. Yeah, my rock pocket sloppy. Yeah, she's not snuck block in. Yeah, she's not snuck block in. Yeah, my bitch was a lean. Yeah, my rock pocket sloppy.